The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. First sip of the tea. Here we go. First one. Oh, yeah, it's a really good one. That is a that is a that is an eight, if not a nine, right there. A good tea, a yeah. GT. That's a GT, mate, right there. That. What's your What's your tea? Um set up well there comes a time i've known you for 10 years but i don't mm. really know we never really drink hot drinks together really well we? you're not a hot drinker are you dave well no exactly that's that's the main reason i'd say yeah yeah it's, it's right up there um I, I like a i like i mean there comes a time in every broadcaster's life when they talk about biscuits and then a week later they talk about tea it's what happens isn't it it's what we do mm. um yeah so, that's it. so i um i i go in uh obviously tea bag in water in leave the milk for god's sake leave the milk and then get the tea very very strong like really let it stew sometimes yeah. two three four minutes even um till it's it's like a sort of tea casserole then and squeezing the bag up against squeeze, the side of the cup yeah, yeah squeeze. absolutely damage that bag really squidge it you know yeah you, you know you really want to get ring every single last ounce of value from it um and then it, the bag goes into the um compost bin which apparently is problematic because it's still got plastics in it anyway not my problem dave i'm not going to be around in hundreds of years um and then then i add in um solid attitude absolutely loads of milk if i'm if i'm feeling good about myself which which today i am a little bit of full fat milk there and, I, and i'm talking if i in terms of ratios i will yeah. add where are we a lot of milk we're talking maybe a quarter just milk, which is going to make some people go, this guy's wow. a prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you not on full fat milk in general then? Are you a semi skimmer? Oh, I'm a green top, mate. Green top all the way. Have been for years now. Yeah, my mother in law's a red top, which has everything you need to know about her. She oh, no, that's you know, the very worst. The very worst to be. No, I converted to blue top uh, about a couple of years ago mm. um, and never gone back, mate. Never gone back. You, you never crossed back. the aisle. Tell me why, yeah. why, once you've gone blue, you don't go back. What, um, why? Skimmed. Mm. Um, uh, it's a, quite a boring uh, situation that involves reading books about nutrition, if yes. I'm perfectly honest. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. TLDR, that's internet slang for too long, don't read. Yeah, Not that bad. That. Slash, you know, within a, a sort of diet that you also take care of, which I'll be honest, what I tend to quite often do, and I've done in this case, mm. is, is really cherry pick the bits that mean I can eat the nice fatty foods mm. and then sort of forget the bits that make that okay. Yeah. But that's fine. You listen to to um, to bastardize the Texas song. Say what you want. You can eat what you like, Dave. That's all it comes to. Mm. You can eat what you like, and just don't worry about. It. Don't worry about the consequences. Because I'll tell you what, do a bit of exercise. Free, and this is an absolute thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've already done an hour this morning, Tom. I don't want to brag, but oh, I can tell a new me this week, isn't it? Mm, finally. Um, but having a glass, if you ever have a glass, do, do you have a glass of milk? Are you a, a milk glasser ever, ever? No, I'm not on Monster. No, I'm nor right, am I a no, toddler. No. So, no. No, no, no. Well, no, well, I've really got back into it. It's a lovely really? sort of 10.30 at night drink if you just... You, know, you, like, a, you, you like a glass of milk, do you really? <laughs> a pint of milk is wonderful, mate. Really? Do you like a story with it as well? Or do you just have well, milk and then... Let's, let's not mock Tom. I'll be watching Netflix while I'm having my milk. So I've really got my milk in a story. And I'll have a cookie sometimes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That is fine. You, anyway, what I'm saying is... You just binge on Paw Patrol, do you? Yeah, go on. Let's, <laughs> let's leave the milk chat here for the sake of the world. Yes. But yes. a glass of full-fat milk, once you've had that, if you try and have just a glass of skimmed or semi-skimmed milk, it's a bit, it's an abomination in your mouth. There you go. Fine. That is my, that's my tip for you. The final word there from Dave Cribb, Remilk. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I tell you what's also kicked off is um, my family have really got uh, jumped on board my uh, chocolate biscuits in the tumble dryer. 
Oh, wonderful. Uh, revelation from yesterday, as have people on Twitter. Great Jerry's news. mum used to keep the chocky biscuits in the tumble dryer too. Uh, oh. She says, we only found out when my brother chucked his jeans in and turned it on and they got covered in melted penguins. Oh, brown trouser day, that really bad. What, what did you do to those trousers? That's yeah. brilliant. Oh, wonderful. Um, I feel like it's been like a, a sort of under... You know, like one of those stories that is known within the family but rarely, rarely talked about. And I think it's just... Yeah. It's, it's that makes it sound like some sort, of, now. That some, some sort of uncle who went to prison. That like, sounds like a yes. family shame story. Well, this is the tragedy, Tom, I'll be honest, of my very uh, emotionally wonderful, supportive parents' bringing, upbringing. You, have is, got, is you are very lucky. Your parents are ace. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, and I've really got, but, but, you know, the, that comes with caveats. And I've been realising more and more, Tom, that what that means is I've not really got any emotional pain to sort of drive into art. Yeah, it could have probably been like a tortured yes. singer-songwriter or something and had I had yeah. some I would love it pain if you could to base it on. Stop sending me your poetry, mate, because it's, it is <laughs> finally, it's dog shit, Dave. You know, a poem about how nice your parents were and how, about, although having said that, as we've already discussed, see above, you do still crave parental love, but by drinking a glass of milk and having cookies before bed. So, you know, yeah. did Daddy never give you full fat milk? Uh, well, no, this, I mean, this is the thing. Uh, strangely enough, this is another a crib family chain. I mean, my sister's a vegan, so milk's all over the place as far as yeah. she's concerned. But, yeah, um, yeah my mum, dad and myself have all converted to, to the blue top in the last couple of years. Wonderful. That sounds like a euphemism. And, uh, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I very much followed the lead, and I was absolutely thrilled with it. But yeah, so there you go. So, um, okay. but so we've, um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 rocked the family. Mm. Uh, the revelation people have been talking about it on Twitter. I'm just, I just, it's nice to get it out there, you know. I like this this convo, and by all means, keep uh, tweeting us, please. Things, uh, where do you hide the sweets in your house? Let us know. Drop us a tweet. The phone number to tweet us on is. Cabin FE eight three seven oh nine oh oh oh. That's our Twitter name. You can phone us, you can fax us, uh, you can email us at that address right there. Um, go on, Tom. Well, no, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm very keen to know where people hide their chocolate. We, we've gone for using the top shelf of the fridge now, which seems pretty st- straightforward. But, you, you know, the people who are the danger, the, the predators of the chocolate in our house are both under four foot, I'd say. Tiny little things they are. Yeah, I think you've, you've not got much to worry about when no. your children are, no offence to no, them. No, I'm including my wife in that. She's tiny. <laughs> yeah, That's true. Okay, well, that makes what I was about to say more, much more offensive. But what I was going to say is that the people that are looking for the chocolate don't yet have the intellectual capacity or the height yeah. to sort of really critically think about where it might be. Yeah. But once, you, once that's hitting teenage years, then you're in a world of danger, mate. You need to start forging that yeah. hiding place now, I reckon. Well, they've already found out where the crisp library is. We have, so we have a rice library of all right. our ready meal rices, because we have a lot of microwavable rice. Uh, we have a, a, a crisp library. Which um, new uh, new release this week? Got some McCoys to add to the Crisp Library this week. Okay, the big shot against so. it. Yeah, you know you got to have a ridge or two in your life. You know because the ridge you can get more flavour into the ridge. You're giving those crisps a greater surface area by putting a ridge in there, so it's more impactful. Mm, yeah, look, like, like I've got a very I've got a very particular uh, opinion when it comes to crisps, and oh, that God. is that the only crisps really worth eating are crisps marketed at children. Oh my god! That's, that's where I stand on this. Which I'd say, when combined with the milk and cookies thing, doesn't it's painting a slightly bleak in, infant, in, infantile. Yeah. I think your not. childhood was so good you can't leave it behind. <laughs> yes, but let me follow up on the crisps thought uh, because I think it's absolutely fair. Crisps marketed at children. You're talking monster munch skips, quavers, squares. Mm. You know. Uh, French fries, all those things. Good morning to any they of those are. companies if they're listening. We are available for free. Absolutely. Also, pickled onion, monster munch though. Pom bears. Have you had a pom bear? 
Right. I mean, look, yeah, all you're doing is seeking to reinforce my point here. Mm. And then, so then you get the grown-up crisps, like the kettle kettle chips. They can absolutely do one. They can, yeah, they really can. I'll I'll occasionally dip into a a sweet chilli sensations if I'm at a party and I think, oh, what's the least boring crisp here? But... Honestly, grown-up crisps in general quite dull, aren't they? Mm. It's amazing how when there's a dinner party underway, it's it's if you're if you're preparing for people to come over for a dinner party, it's socially acceptable to eat loads of crisps. There, there's right. no other occasion where you would sit down for a meal and just open a bag of Walkers and and snuff on a bag of crisps before you eat the main <laughs> event. Is no, that? That's so true, isn't it? And Putting yet, a crisp in a bowl really elevates the crisp, doesn't it? Well. This goes back to something we were talking about a few weeks ago, Dave, and we've been here for 98 weeks now, so we can now say that, which yeah. is signs that you've grown up when we were talking about how f- once you start, oh, maybe, oh, shit, maybe this is on my, my Mate Bought a Toaster podcast. Sorry. When you frame oh, things. Oh, embarrassing. No, no, no. embarrassing. I definitely oh, that reminds me, Tom, of when we were talking about Cabin Fever about like, when <laughs> Gunther first uh, said he fancied Rachel in Friends. Oh, no, wait, that's my Friends podcast, oh, Friends with Friends, also available on Great Big Owl. I genuinely didn't mean to do that, but I was talking with, <laughs> I believe, Ollie Man episode out now, about how a sign that you are a grown up is you, uh, the child puts away blue tack and you have the same posters but you frame them actually no it's reese james i was talking about this with you start to frame stuff and signs that you are growing up and one of the biggest of those is the sign that you're growing up is when you put crisps in a bowl yes agreed 100 percent. crisps in a bowl keys in a bowl that means you've hit your 40s it's cabin fever it's friday the end of week five and we're thrilled to welcome a very very special guest to the show in fact and we haven't done this for a while dave can we have some uh, parkinson please a little bit of uh, all right so uh, tonight on uh, parkinson. please welcome all the way from over there uh, she's a brilliant comic and we love her as a comic but she's also got a podcast which is out with great big al which we've talked about already and we're going to talk about it again because it's an awesome podcast uh, please welcome the very fabulous beck hill hello beck hill Hello! I'm trying to talk as if I'm like walking onto a studio film set. Yeah, imagine there's um, audience applauding. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Oh, you're too kind. What? All these flowers for me? What? <laughs> Why? Why are you throwing flat screen TVs at me? How kind? It's not a quiz. I, know, show. I was trying to think of a. I was trying to think of a nice gift. Well, you've won a uh, boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Beck, does, um, is Parkinson even a reference that you know as an Aussie? Yeah, we get him. We 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 uh we got that over in Australia. We get like Did most you? produced shows. Yeah, just like not yeah dumb ones, not oh. like Emmerdale or whatever. No offense to yeah. anyone listening who is on Emmerdale. Does Emmerdale still <laughs> I reckon more people are on Emmerdale than they watch it. Yeah, <laughs> that's certainly the case of this podcast. Um, <laughs> is, does Emmerdale still exist? It does, doesn't it? Or if they pause, do they all have to down? They're on pause, but it does exist. Absolutely, yeah. They had to down acting. Too. How? I mean, how all these soap operas when they start up again how are they going to distance what's the because apparently eastenders is going to go back and they're going to use camera trickery to make people look as though they're close together that's what that's what neighbors <laughs> that's what neighbors are doing neighbors have started filming again oh in fact this is this I is good they... beck you should know about this yeah it's neighbors mate Come <laughs> i on, should Ozzy. know about this i i really really hope that what they do to try and work it in is that they make a storyline where one of them shrinks and then they have to film everything <laughs> like lord of the rings style with one of them really close to camera <laughs> oh my goodness that'd be excellent and like, that wouldn't seem that weird because like Neighbours has had some pretty weird storylines yeah. I actually know the guy who came up with the storyline where it turned out Toadfish was a secret wrestler no. called the Lawman what? I didn't know about this I've not watched Neighbours for years tell me 
Yeah, he was like, well, that's pretty much that's it. it. I mean, that's it. Yeah, to be honest, you have told me. It turned out wow. that he would get into like proper WrestleMania, almost like um, Mexican wrestling style outfit and then in the night he would go out and do these massive wrestling matches as a lawman <laughs> and by day everyone would be like wow do you hear about the lawman like this by the fact that tony oh tony was a lawyer and the exact build of of this wrestler it was like a proper clark kent like oh, oh you should have been there and Erinsborough is famous for its sort of regular tens of thousands of people doing wrestling shows, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, if, being the lawman, you're going to have a lot of good wrestling catchphrases, aren't you? As, you? as you slam someone into the deck, I'll see you in court! Boom! There's like yeah. loads of stuff. Object like. this! <laughs> Sustains! <laughs> we all saw the clip where they were all naked, right, recently? Excuse me? Excuse me, what, Dave? Have we seen know. this? I had a glitch there. For a second I thought you said we all saw the clip where they were all naked there. Yeah, there's an amazing two or three minute scene from Neighbours where I don't even really know the context, but I can only presume it's some sort of nudism based storyline. But they're all just naked in the cafe or the pub or whatever, wherever they hang out in. And it's it's is wild. It one of those ones where the where like the joke is like everyone's holding stuff in front of their bits and when they like walk behind a thing. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, is it one of those Simpsons, ones? I hope so. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's proper Simpson style when someone walks like someone will move oh, yeah. a vase with it. I once got naked in a soap, guys. I don't know if, uh, if you're interested in this. You know, stories about That's my weird, showbiz career. That's weird, because I usually have soap when I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was in, I was in Doctors years ago, and I had to do, a, had to do a, a lunchtime sex scene. Quite tricky it was. That sounds like one of the shit shows that they don't get in Australia, I'll tell you that. Lunchtime sex scene. We, we do not get Doctors. Well, we no, didn't no. when I was there. It is, it is absolutely doggo. It is very, so, very weird. lunchtime sex scene in well, Doctors, was that like in the hospital? What I mean is, not in terms of, uh, the, the scene wasn't set at lunchtime, I just mean Doctors is on at lunchtime, so people had to, there was sort of like a daytime right. TV um, sex scene. And they, okay. it was one of their first ones. They'd never really had one before. This is what happens when I end up on a TV show. I, there's a sort of animal lust that I give You're off. You're like, like yeah. why don't I do sex? Well, you know what? It's when I meet the writers. All the writers just think, I need this guy to be naked. And uh, so I had to do sex. This guy and, clearly doesn't get it elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a make-a-wish thing. Like <laughs> It's my fuck it list, yeah. Um, so I... <laughs> I uh, had to had to do the bit, and it was one of the only. I've done a f- quite a few sex scenes, weirdly, and it's the only time where the crew just laughed and giggled throughout. One of the most unprofessional crews I've ever come across. They were sniggering Amazing. for the whole thing. Yeah, it was really, um, it was quite something. Yeah, it was very hard. Very, it was very hard to sustain acting. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to think that you had to go to hospital to have sex <laughs> because, because, like, I, I was told how babies were made from a very young age like to the point that i don't actually remember not knowing how they're made that's the idea you're supposed to have that that's right that's what's supposed to have good parenting again it was but it was also sounded so medical and like dangerous right i was like like because you go to the hospital to have the baby so in my mind it made sense that you go to hospital to make the baby and it and i remember asking my mom does the doctor leave you alone like like the idea was like the doctor just comes in occasionally just to check how the process is going (laughs) whether the egg has been fertilized yet like it was a really careful science just turning up with a clipboard hello there everything going okay have you tried yeah, this? Yeah. I mean, that's probably someone's fantasy, to be fair. That is probably what... You know. <laughs> and now I can't get aroused unless I'm in a hospital, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty key ring yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G-spot. <laughs> the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I've bought that quite a lot of times, I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of great apps up now, and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al. Hey, Beck, how's your lockdown been uh, in general, please? Um, I've been using the word despite a lot because oh, yeah. it's actually, like, there's a lot of things that I've been meaning to do that are arguably too selfish to do when I have loads of other commitments. And now that a lot of those commitments have been cancelled, hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll make those YouTube videos I've been meaning to do, or maybe I'll get to work on that next flip chart, or maybe I'll do some painting, or, you know, just loads of little things that I could never make time for in real life because more important things always took precedence. Yeah, we should say very Finally, quickly here, I'm getting them done. We should say that Beck does a brilliant um, flip chart. That's part of your comedy routine is a flip chart thing. Just in case anyone's listening, thinking, why would someone do a flip chart as a chore <laughs> during lockdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are amazing. And if you, and, and To be honest, any of our listeners will have seen Beck uh, on Twitter around the place doing these fantastic flip chart vids. Have you, have you managed to do a lockdown flip chart? Um, I did early days when lockdown started. I did a really, really quick one one morning, um, which was a little one, which was just making fun of my Sharona sounding like my Corona. And I changed the lyrics to be about hand washing. Oh, good. And it, that did all right. But it wasn't, I was kind of just doing that because it was more like, oh, I've had this idea and I can execute it really quickly. Mm. Um, but in terms of like a proper long one, I've sort of stayed away from it because right now the best reactions I've had to anything else that I've put online like any content I've I've been doing these little craft videos and stuff as well mm. and every time I put stuff up people are like oh it's so nice just to not think about corona for a bit yes <laughs> and so I think I'm just gonna stick with the silly and and sort of provide some light relief yeah yeah, um, yeah. so that people can have a little time to to not, switch off for to a not second dwell on the pandemic which has gripped the world yeah I know the one you mean yeah yeah. <laughs> um, so, so what would you have been doing? Uh, were you in normal life right now as we as we uh, ramp things up to May now, guys? What I mean, what would May have looked like for for normal uh, life for you at the moment, Beck? Well, I would have started my first proper tour last week. Right. Um, and uh, so I would have done like Leicester and Cambridge and stuff by now. Oh, well, thank um, God that got cancelled, eh? Oof, you must be so relieved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like all the, all the, I'd be May and June were really busy parts of the tour. So I would essentially just be readying myself for all the commutes. Mm. Um, so there's like, there's part of me that hates commuting that is relieved and then there's the other part of me that really loves doing my show and the people who come along that's yeah. gutted i mean um, but it's been moved it's been moved so it's not it'll deleted. happen right exactly yeah you, you, no one's cancelled beck hill that's not going to happen um I, the thing i sort of do miss i miss stand-up comedy i missed those years being on the uh doing gigs and traveling i weirdly missed the driving which seems strange to miss that now but i do in lockdown i miss going on slightly pointless long journeys to you know see family 
harsh to call that slightly mm. pointless but do you know what i mean just that <laughs> i mean i found myself the other day this is a weird one hey here's a here's a topic weird things you never thought you'd miss I quite missed uh, i missed a service station the other day i thought i'd love to have a browse around a service station well i was i was gonna say this sounds like a, a stand-up sort of thing more than it is for me i'm not really oh, every time thing is the thing about working in comedy but not like doing this like the stand-up of never having done the stand-up circuit is honestly the amount of times mm. you get left out of what's the best service station chat oh sorry Sorry, mate. I'm doing it. No, again. no it's, it's honestly, it's it's remarkably regular how like often that conversation comes up, and I just have to like I've done that thing that we were sort of talking about on the podcast yesterday, where I I've, I've like memorized a couple, and I'm like, oh yeah, what about memory though, guys? And mm. then that just kicks off a bit. But <laughs> it, I've got no, I've got nothing really to follow that up with. It's true because you haven't been a stand-up, but in the same breath, you know, stand-ups don't get to have those conversations. What was it like having a really happy, settled childhood with parents who sufficiently loved you? That's something we don't get. Yeah, you know no, I mean? that is fair. That is absolutely it's, fair. It's yin and yang, Dave. It's yin and yang. <laughs> hey, so, Beck, tell us about your new podcast. It's called Concessions. We actually talked about it on the podcast last week because we really like to plug new things on this show because uh, we had Matt Hyten on, who's a love. What a lovely man. He's got a, great, isn't he? I don't, he? Want, don't want to apply too much pressure, Beck, but we got a lot of tweets saying what a nice man Matt Hyten seemed last week. So... But you know, just step. We'll up. just have to wait until this comes out and so see. If, my my know. aim is to say enough things that they tweet about how horrible he actually is. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <the> <laughs> truth. Yeah. So yeah, dish of tea on Matt Hyten, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because Hyten, Matt, and I, he like ground me down as a friend, which is normally my thing. Like normally my. All, pretty much all of my best friends are people who I was like, you're my best friend now. And then I would just like impose myself on them until they relented and were like, okay, I guess we're best friends now. <laughs> and Matt did it to me, which I've never normally had, just in a sense that he was like, oh, we're best friends. And I was like, um, yeah, sure. And then just over time, I was like, oh, yeah, no, we are. We are. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that sounds like now. the actions of a stalker. I suppose. If I started saying to someone repeatedly, we're best friends, then, you know, that could end with legal proceedings. That, I, 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 yeah. It's because we keep accidentally showing up as like, like, we keep showing up to things as if we have a wacky mum who is dressing us like we're twins and our... <laughs> And our <laughs> mum wants us to look cute and matching. He asked me if I wanted to start co-hosting um, Russell's Comic Con with him. And I'd already been involved with some of the comic book scene stuff. And um, yeah, it just felt like a no-brainer because I got to hang out at Comic Cons and, you know, we're both into really dumb toys and stuff. So we just spend our free time browsing and buying yeah. stuff we don't need. And who is the um, who is the sci-fi superstar who has most left you starstruck? Oh, okay. So, oh, I think I know the answer to this, Beck. Yeah, yeah. There's well, okay. So there's two answers. Um, the obvious one, which Dave probably knows, is and it unfortunately doesn't age well. But Dean Kane. Yeah. Um, I I did a show where I the whole point of the show was the fact that I lied to Dean Kane about <laughs> winning an award, and um, I never told anyone this, but. Um, I found out later that it wasn't even Dean Kane I'd met. It, it it had been someone else, and I well, I don't even know who it was. It's just I was really drunk, and I had confused someone for Dean Kane in Soho, Ooh. and um, uh, but I didn't tell that in the show because that the stakes are less high when you just <laughs> lied to a stranger about being an award-winning comedian. So, <laughs> so um, so yeah, but the whole show was just about me trying to win an award, so I wasn't a liar to Dean Kane, and uh, yeah, and then like years later. Dean Kane was at the Comic Con and um, 
obviously he'd been like tag every time he tweeted before he before he turned out that he's a Trump supporting Republican. He um Oh no, he's not, is he? Yeah. So we should say yeah. Dean Kane is the guy who is the guy who played. I mean, Dave, you should take this thing as you are currently binging on this. Yeah, so I I I, I, I rewatch the new Adventures of Superman Beck. I'd say once every year. I've got it on Amazon Prime. I bought it all. It's not yeah. cheap, I'll be honest. Mate, you're 15. giving him royalties. You're giving Dean Kane. You're funding Trump, Dave. I oh, know it's it is it was sad, and it's only after I bought it that I I did learn that. Um, and it, yeah, it's 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 really put a a, a bit of a, a downer on the whole series. But yeah, Dean Kane obviously is is I'd say the definitive Superman. Would that be fair, Beck? Ooh, yeah, yeah, and also it's it's not um, it, it's. Christopher Reeve, I by the way. I don't agree with his politics and, and um, everything, but, like, as a person, he's, like, really solid human. Like, he was really nice, really patient. He has a lot of love for, like, all of his... He, he just knows that um, that people love him as Superman, and he's just cool with the fact that that's what people know him as. He right. leans into the, like, B-grade celebrity stuff. Like, he's totally fine with that. But this is the thing, like, I and we didn't find this out until after we were having, like... We, we had dinner with him and he bought us both steaks. What? Really nice. Yeah, he insisted on paying for us. He'd already paid for his meal and he stayed to chat with us while we ate. And then afterwards he got the bill. Oh um, and we were like, don't, don't. He was like, no, no, I've got this. And he's like doing really well. Like, so he, you remember, please believe it or not, mm. how he hosted that. He was the executive producer on it and he produced like a ton of stuff. So after Superman, he... Um, turned down loads of other roles for stuff because he had he was a single dad and he didn't want to be spending like loads of time away from his son while he was on sets and stuff so oh. he moved into producing and did loads of producing work so that he could be at home more regularly for his son and now his son's like about to go to college and he was like really gutted because he's like i'm going to be alone for the first time in like 18 years and it's oh. you know he's like my buddy and i'm really proud of him and like i'm really excited for him going off to college but like that's beautiful you know i've yeah it was really nice and he's and the the thing is like he's he's done really well for himself with the producing like he's behind a lot of stuff and it's made him a lot of money. So he doesn't really need to do the Comic-Con circuit and do the whole Superman, like, oh, you know, here's all my Dave Cribb fans and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. But he, <laughs> <laughs> but he does. Like, he still does it because he knows that people really liked that and it meant a lot to him. Yeah, but he's still a bleach licker. Just, you said all those nice things, but if he's a Trump fan, he's a bleach licker as far as I'm concerned. I that know. Is such a shame. He's, well, he's more of a Republican than a Trump fan. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's that's more reasonable. You're getting into more, okay, territory rather than, yeah, you know, out There's out still idiot. a lot of times where I've been like, oh, Dean. He follows me on Twitter and it's like a weird thing where I'm like, oh, I kind of like you as a person, but I don't like your mm. choices. And yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like that about yeah. Dave. We just don't talk about it. We just stay away from <laughs> it. It's various things. But the, um, yeah. Dean Kane is one of those actors, professionally speaking, where you can really you can tell a lot about an actor, and it, it leans back into what you said, Beck, about him being really well known for this one thing. Because when you read his list of credits on Wikipedia, I'd say fifty percent of them he's playing the role of himself. Hmm. Uh, like the Hoff. Yes, and, yeah. yeah, yeah and it's, that's, that that for me is like perfect. This is you've made it when you can just be yourself in a thing. And it's just like, oh it's Dean Kane. Dean Kane's here. That's that's fine. He's like We're a far right Hoff. That's great. That's, yeah, that's yeah. For Dean Kane to play Dean Kane. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Sweet 
So the Concessions is out every week with Great Big Al. Loads of fantastic stars who are going to be on it. Um, check it out on your... Yeah, we've got Alex Kingston coming out on Monday. Oh, and on. she's amazing. She's Also, she's so funny because she's... Um, her way of, like, dealing with the Comic-Con stuff is that she starts questioning the crowd and, like, doing a quiz with them. It's oh, really God. surreal. And you can't, you can't see it on the podcast, but every time someone gets an answer right, she chucks a banana at them really fast like she she kept hitting people in the faces with bananas um so you you can hear our reactions to that quite a lot of us going oh as someone gets decked in the face by alex kingston please tell me they were in full costume as well there's like half of the battle stuff oh yeah yeah everyone's in costume yeah yeah right, absolutely right. <laughs> i found it weirdly the other day beck i found a photo of me and you which is one of my uh biggest starstruck moments from years and years ago do you remember this when we were in Kilkenny and we met um I do Jude, know Judah, Judah Freelander Judah Freelander from, um, yeah 30 Rock yeah he played Frank in 30 Rock and that just for some reason popped up on one of my memories and it's just me and you looking like absolute <laughs> childish giddy idiots next to Frank who looks you know like I've called him Frank because that's basically the role he's playing in that photo yeah, yeah. really sort of downbeat and just like yeah fine sure it's the role uh, he's born to play what a great day I, that I, was at that Kilkenny, he because he was doing stuff in Soho, he gave me his number because he was like, oh, if you want to come around and see the show or whatever, send me a text. And so I had his number. And so like I saw him ever so briefly at a bar before he left. And it was more like, hey, check out this guy that I met once. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, and it was sort of that. And then occasionally there'll be some interactions on Twitter, but that's about it. And then like a year ago... He, um, I had a missed call from him and, uh, and I was like, so weird. So I texted him and I was like, did you call me? And he was like, oh no, sorry. It must've been a butt dial. And I was like, Judah Friedlander just butt dialed me like <laughs> randomly of all the, it's just very, very surreal. It's good. Good. Having a name that starts with a B cause you get. Oh yeah. Dials. All of the butt, a lot of butt dials for Beck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone out there called Aaron or Adrian? I apologize. But Dallas for Beck is like my version of Death Camp for Cutie. Like yeah. <laughs> hey, Beck, thanks so much for coming on Cabin Fever. It's been an absolute joy to talk to you, as always. Thank you. It's so nice to talk to people who aren't my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of love. Thanks, Beck. Bye. Bye. Oh, Beck Hill, lovely, lovely human being. And that, Dave, is the end of week five. Oh, my God. Of Cabin Fever. I've stopped numbering the episodes on here now. So, whereas you say, you know, episode 27, 28, now it says week 5.5. That's what this episode is. Yeah, well, it has to, doesn't it? This is the yeah. thing. It's the numbers become meaningless. I don't even know what day it is, never mind what. I think what... we should start calling each week a new season because that's the sort of American lingo. That makes it sound like a box set, like a Breaking Bad, doesn't it? Season, uh, yeah. So each week's a new season. Yeah. Look, Tom, I don't want to blow our own trumpet here, but and and some might argue that these are two different things that we've done, right. but we've made t- over twice as many episodes of Cabin Fever. Yeah. As they made of Faulty Towers. There you go. So by maths alone, we're we're twice we as good. Over twice as good as yeah. John Cleese and Connie Booth. Yeah. Also, same applies to The Office, the British original Office. Yeah. 
20, well, twice 15, as good as British Office. Nearly. We're nearly hitting, I guess we're nearly hitting double The Office. So yeah. maybe we're not qu- twice as good as that show, but right flipping up there. heck, we're not, not bad there, are we? No, no, no. Very, very good. Really good point one made, Dave. Congra- well, I just want to say to you, from me to you, congratulations for talking absolute shit for six weeks and for five weeks, and then and there's more to come next week. I mean, should we do a trail for next week? We can't really because we don't know what we're going to do on the show. <laughs> It's hard to trail a thing we don't know, doesn't it? Let's have a go. Next week. Next week. uh, Next season. There you go. Next season on Cabin Fever. Um, um, More of this. Look like a tooth of lava. That's all I've got. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Also, very important, Dave, to trail. Obviously, yeah. season six comes next week, but you know what's coming tomorrow, don't you, Dave? Ah, oh, for f- <laughs> sake. You know what's coming tomorrow, Dave. As regular as clockwork. The Brown Note. Who's on it? Um, tomorrow's going to be John Holmes. Fine. GreatBigOwl.com Rule of three. We're people who make funny stuff. Talk about something funny that they love. Because I remember as a kid thinking that's a really good old-fashioned gag, but it's also nasty. The actual VHS, this is clearly sufficiently important to me that this went to house moves as well. There is that that joy and that slight fear as well about who's going to say what. Everything from airplane to bottom. From when Harry met Sally to the Muppets. Trying is good. Aiming high is good. Being ridiculous and not being afraid of failure is is good. I think that joke is so fucking funny. Again, I just think this is hysterical. It's beautiful stuff. Rule of three from Great Big Owl.